to the People in Technology podcast. This is Jared Cameron speaking, live from HR Tech Fest, tail end of day two here, joined by uh, David Gazzarotto. Dave, how are we doing? Good, mate. I think we're uh, at the 35-kilometre mark of the marathon right now. And we I'm, are, I'm, I'm aren't we? To get, I'm starting to get the wobbles. But, uh, we're gonna, we're Haven't hit the wall it. yet, though, have we? I don't think so. No. no. Anyway, we've got a guest with us. We do. We're joined by Nicole Thompson from Fairfax. Nicole, how are you doing? Very good. And you're, you're both looking great for, uh, for people that have been, yeah, going hard. So. We have. Thank you. Well, it's lucky, we're, lucky this isn't video, right? Face for radio. Faces for radio. We, we have been told that more than once, so <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, right? <laughs> so, Nicole, you've been speaking at this, uh, this event, and I know there was um, quite a lot of interest, actually, in what you've been talking about, and I know that... You you know, you blew up learning at Fairfax. We Tell us about that. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is everyone so, okay? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends who you ask. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I took the role about 18 months ago and um, made a quick decision that the traditional training um, methodology and way we um, basically delivered learning and the learning team was really um, not aligned to the strategy and you know I said to the business leaders if we're going to transform this business over the next couple of years the traditional training model just you know was no longer required and I just couldn't believe that we were offering the likes of disc training when as I, I as I would say to them you know to make a point you know the house is burning down and we're you know we're checking out what colour you are in your disc yeah. profile so yeah. well so, you're teaching people how to throw frisbees yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of disc. Right? No, no, no. So, um, so yeah. So we turned the tap off a, a whole lot of training and uh, and totally transform learning. It's you know it's um I think it's a really really bold and scary thing to have to do. I think a lot of businesses are facing that you know that position right now. They've had a traditional way that they've been you know doing learning in their organisation, but the learners' expectations have changed, right? Yeah, you know, totally. We, we hear a lot. Uh, you know, we want people to be able to learn at work like they learn at home. That's one of those things that, yep. you know, we get told a lot. Have you experienced the same? Absolutely. You know, I had to sell to my own staff that, um, you know, it's about every night you sit on your sofa with your mobile in hand and you look up bars and restaurants and uh, find whatever you need whenever you need it. Um, and yet the corporate, you know, workplace hasn't caught up yet. So we need to catch up really quickly, um, especially, you know, in light of transformation and, and the speed of digitalization. you know, mm. obviously within the world of work mm. yeah and also i guess you're you know you're a knowledge business or i guess a communications business yeah so if you're not aligning that with the experience that your workers getting yeah well you know again you know to make a point to senior leaders i said if, if we don't have the emerging skills that are required for the business as we enable transformation we shouldn't be here so i yeah. was quite targeted about the need to revolutionise. And, um, yeah, and so so a lot of the roles in my team left the business and I created a new team. Yeah, tell us a bit about that experience because I think capability plays, you know, a really big part of being able to transform a learning function, for that matter, any HR function. Tell us about, you know, your experience of having to change the skills of the people in your team. Yeah, so, so I made a call that a lot of the roles that we used to have were absolutely no longer required, you know, low level sales trainers that used to train based on their level of skill rather than the actual business need and they would service business wants you know 
yeah. which part of the business jumped up and down the most or that they liked the most, um, it wasn't strategically aligned. So we got a, rid of a lot of the low-level roles to automate um, and use technology a whole lot better. And then um, I introduced digital content producers. Um, so a lot more around content curation for the business um, computer engineers um, to do a lot of the UX and um, and to actually build the platform in-house. We didn't rely on the technology team for that. And a digital learning lead. And this is a guy who's a bit of a unicorn and has a deep technical. Um, he's a computer scientist as yeah. well as learning professional. So very different skill set than what a traditional training team has. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. sounds like a completely different makeup of a, you know, of an L and D function for that matter, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah, in my mind, you know, you know, Burson in particular talks a lot about that whole um, breadth of of the future of learning getting into performance consultants and business mm. consultants, mm. and I believe in that. You know, I think mm. if you know, I come from both an HR director and L and ID background, and so I think if you can harness both optimization of the performance of a business yep. and not just pumping out training like people yeah. used to do yeah. yeah yeah it's all that box ticking and you know we we, we got and caught smiley up in this. sheets right you know oh, it's yeah. just yeah, yeah. we're yeah. caught up in a compliance centric frame of mind too and i think um that's driven a lot of and the early online learning you know didn't solve that it actually added more noise and created you know more distraction yeah and, yeah. and probably caused a lot of the situation you walked into at fairfax right yeah and, and online learning for us was four compliance modules that were really daggy yeah, yeah. you know boring and yeah. so i think you know again we've introduced um uh, a lot more contemporary learning and a lot a lot of video a lot mm. of lot of um webinars um, and podcasting. So, hey, you know, there you go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We love the podcast. We do. Yeah. We do. So, 36 I mean, kilometres just past. Uh, 36.2, yeah. Dave. Righto. So, um, you know, we speak to a lot of leaders that want to do what you've done. You know, they, they tell us the same story. They say, we don't like the compliance-driven e-learning and we don't like the fact that we learn at work differently to home. They want to get to that holy grail that kind of you've got to. So, you know, what were some of the critical sort of decisions that had to be made along the way to enable you to get to where you are? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing is that you need to understand strategically where the business is going and the world of work and the future of learning. Mm. So you need to have, as Jason Avonbrook talked about, um, you know, be a newbie. And you have to be, you know, you have to be in that growth mindset to mm. actually realise that this is about ramping up incredibly quickly. Um, the second thing is that you've got to have the courage to transform. You know, I did revolution. I totally changed the team from a training department to enabling transformation. Um, and I see a lot of big corporates in Australia not having the courage yet to yeah. do that. Yep. They're doing bits and pieces, but they haven't done major transformation. Um, and so, you know, I think that's that's really important. But it's not about the technology. This is about a transformation of a function or a business. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not... We're, we're um, not... This is not a plug, but we have a, a subsidiary business called Pure Learning, and we, we launched that a couple of years ago, really aimed at disrupting that whole mindset, right? Yeah. We weren't there just to add another vendor to the, the weight of libraries of compliance, boring compliance e-learning. We're about bringing that digital experience, and it's a combination of the strategy and, and sort of thought leadership piece yeah. with 
um, execution that wasn't done by your typical learning people. So the sorts of yeah. roles you've just described, you know, in our team we've got graphic designers, we've got mm, um, communication specialists, change people, you know, people with different perspectives who are um, bringing that into yeah. learning. What's frustrating for us is we're not seeing the uptake as 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 rapidly as we had hoped and expected to. Yeah. You know, because I think, as you say, there's this inherent conservatism. and Yeah, and I think it's a mindset shift. One of the many learnings I've had, and it was actually from one of my um, journalism peers, is that it's about a community mindset. You know, and Aaron X-Yahoo talked yeah. about it here. You know, you've got to go in there realising that you're building something for the community. Mm. And it's not about HR owning something and then pumping out something via a waterfall, you know, yeah, project yeah. management technique two years later. Um, it has to be agile. You've got to be curious. But it has to be community-minded and, and using design thinking. And so so if you've got that headspace that it's about the people and about creating a community of learning, then... Um, then I think that that really affects change, yeah. but 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 that's the leap that that a lot of training departments need to go on, yeah. right? So you you were I mean it feels like you were almost forced to take that leap, right? You came in. I'm, I'm sure you just didn't come in and and want to blow up learning because you you were fun. bored, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although uh, that sounds that, interesting to do anyway. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But uh, but I guess you know we we know that. Um, the media is is transforming rapidly. It's been disrupted majorly, and, and I guess there's a there's a huge appetite for rethinking and reimagining. Is that yeah. kind of what was driving some of that as well? Well, I think um, I the the burning platform is is really there, but certainly. Um, you know, absolutely, there was no request from me to change anything. Mm, mm. Um, but I'm lucky that I've been with other companies and I've seen best practice before. Not yeah. necessarily in this space for now, but I know high performance. And so, you know, I actually just um, pushed ahead and uh, had the courage to not only do the homework, but do the diagnostic stuff to say to the leadership team, you know, this is about transformation. Mm, you know, mm. this is not about training anymore. Yep. So, and we and we need to be helping you lead that. So, um, so yeah, it wasn't kind of given to me. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of influencing involved still because people, again, don't know what they don't know in the business, yeah, right? They yeah. just expect still training, you know, training yeah. sessions. Mm. So you've got to actually carve that path, you know, for yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, learning such a, it's such a critical instrument for any change, any transformation. Um, so obviously Absolutely. with what was going on more broadly, and you mentioned the strategic alignment, um, you know, that, that, that gives you that real imperative, I guess, yeah. to provide the better tools and the better um, platform for, for mm. transformation. A bit of vehicle for it. Yeah. 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 But I still have to fight for it, right? Because, you yep. know, when, when we have to cost cut... It's like many other companies and trainings, the first to be looked yeah. at. So yeah. I've still got to fight the fight. Sure. Um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, I think if you understand strategically what you truly believe is required to transform a business, then you do fight that fight. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You believe in it. Nicole, you um, just got a question around, uh, I guess, a really topical thing that we see that you've had to, you've, you've been at a fork on the road at some point between build or buy. Yeah. And I guess most people tend to buy. Yeah. It's easier, right? Um, tell us about how you landed on this decision of, of build versus buy. Well, firstly, I'd say um, the build was easier. 
right? <laughs> um, and, and the reason why I say that, I, I bought in a, a learning architect initially because my background, I was just a normal HR person 18 months ago and just had to Is there ramp such up. A thing? Like a normal HR, and I'm never saying I'm normal either. So anyway, um, but um, but you know, I just had to ramp up really quickly. But um, this guy is a digital learning expert, and so he came in and designed a lot of the technology architecture for me and taught me how to how to kind of do that. But but he taught me about the the power of um, a whole lot of open source stuff, and and so for me. From my personal experience being in HR for 20 years, I didn't want to go top tier. Um, yeah. I wanted to investigate other solutions. And and so with that, the decision was made to go open source for us, you know. And um, and so, yeah, and, and I knew that I had to bring technology skills into this future mm. learning team. So, so we had the ability of getting interns in from Sydney University to do a lot of the WordPress coding. Um, and that worked brilliantly. And now we have the skills in-house to do it. So yeah. I've had to make sure my tech team is across it. But we've done it all ourselves. Wow. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking back, what would, you, what would you do differently? I mean, did it all go fantastically well from the get-go, from conception through to, you know, working through the process and, and, and getting things up and going? Yeah, I think... It's working incredibly well in some pockets. Other pockets are being slower to respond um, and are still questioning, you know, whether they want to use it. Um, So I think, think, you know, that's always going to be the the case with big change. Um, You know, and it doesn't happen quickly, but, you know, it just means it's the continuing heavy lifting now. Like, we cannot stop focusing on embedding this as a valuable business tool yeah. and not something that HR is doing. Yeah, yeah so keep the pressure on. Yeah, it can't be just a one-off project, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. It's um, yeah. perpetual beta, as, uh, Absolutely. as Jason would say. Yeah, totally yeah. right. You know, I've got this burning desire to come and have a look at it, so <laughs> definitely yeah. would love to see the platform at some point in time because I think it's just really interesting what you've done. So thank you for sharing, you know, some of the, the experience you've been going through for the last couple of years. And yeah, my pleasure. There's some, some really great lessons in there for organisations that are thinking about, you know, whether they want to blow up learning themselves. Do you have any, any comments that you'd want to leave, any recommendations for the vendors that are around the room today based on your experience? Is there anything that you want to leave them with some parting thoughts? Yeah, I think, you know, certainly I've seen vendors do bits and pieces of, you know, um, obviously creating LMSs and social collaboration platforms um, and that their interfaces are a lot more user-friendly. I think, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, from my side, it was having a Facebook for learning where I didn't have to have any training and it was so easy to use and you know people enjoyed using it so i think i think that's really important um in terms of you know what the expectation needs to be moving forward so lms vendors you need to make facebook for learning yeah there we go that's yeah. a good takeaway i think it goes back to that uh commentary we've been making about race to simplicity rather yeah. than race to complexity yeah i agree and i think we're yeah we're, you know you see that's how the rubber hits the road Excellent. Look, thanks, Nicole. It's been great having a chat to you on our podcast today. And uh, thank you for attending towards the tail end of our day as well. And all the best for the rest of the the conference. And I hope the adoption continues to drive forwards at Fairfax. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Nicole. Cheers. Bye. Bye.